Amen. Isn't God so good to his people? We thank the Lord for all these babies being born. Amen. Glory to God. Such a wonderful thing. The Bible said, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. They're an heritage of the Lord. And I'm thankful, I'm thankful for parents who recognize that children are an heritage of the Lord and that they're raising them in the house of God. They're raising them in the fear of God. There is no uh, better thing you can do for your child than to make sure they are at the house of God. They will receive something here that they will not receive anywhere else. And it's, it's really not a lot of time in a given week compared to the inundation from the world throughout the rest of the week. It's so important to make sure that our children are being raised in the house of the Lord. Amen. Didn't we hear a powerful message on New Year's Eve? My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Diaz brought a powerful word from the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Man, I tell you what, I couldn't get here fast enough this morning. I was ready to come into the sanctuary of the Most High God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, 2020 made us more thankful for being able to worship together than we have ever been before. Amen. And we thank God for every person that is here. We thank God for every person that is watching via live stream. We love you dearly, and we look forward to when we can all be together. And, uh, and we're looking forward to that. That's one of the reasons why we're building this building. Amen. Glory to God. I'm reading from the book of Joshua chapter 14. And I want to read a few verses of scripture, beginning with verse number 6. Joshua chapter uh, 14. Beginning with verse 6, the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance. And thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. As he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, or eighty-five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite unto this day because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. 
And the name of Hebron before was Kirjath Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. And I want to speak to you today on the subject, the reward of faith. The reward of faith. Praise the Lord. Can we lift up our hands again unto God and our voices and just ask God to bless this time of sharing his word. Lord, thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice right now. I pray that you will speak to us through your word. Give us life, Lord. We seek life and that more abundantly. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name, to receive the word of the Lord into our hearts. Hallelujah, Lord, to, to live according to it, to be blessed by it, to be obedient to it is our desire. We thank you and we give you the praise. We humble ourselves, Lord, before your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. And amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. We hear a lot. I talk a lot about the uh, test of faith, about the trial of faith. We talk a lot about the, about the walk of faith. But today I want to talk to you about the reward of faith. Because faith is something that is so beautiful. God gives us this thing called faith. Faith is so powerful. Faith can move mountains. Faith can uproot trees that have a very complex and involved root system. And sometimes faith can seem daunting. We can look at it and think that, oh, it is something far greater than anything I could ever achieve. Uh, yet the Bible says that there is a reward of faith. As a matter of fact, when Jesus gave the parable of the talented servants, he famously said at the conclusion of rewarding those that had handled their talents well, he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. This word faithful, being full of faith, this word faithful involved with consistency, and trust, trusting the Lord. So I want to talk to you today about the reward of faith. Perhaps no one in the scriptures of the Old Testament uh, signified faith to a greater degree than Abraham himself. Abraham was the father of Isaac. He was the father of the faithful, we say. Abraham was... A man who believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. What did he believe? What word from God did he believe? What word from God did Abraham take into himself and never depart from it? It was this word. Leave thy father's house. Leave thy father's kindred. Go into the land that I will show you. It will be there for an inheritance for you and for your children. And I will give to your children so many blessings. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. 
He said to Abraham, your seed shall be as the stars in the heavens for multitude. He said to him, your seed shall be as the sand of the seashore innumerable. It was clear God was telling Abraham, listen, I'm going to give you so many children that nobody will be able to have an adequate or accurate account of how many children are going to come from you. And one of the reasons was because God wasn't just talking about biological children. He was also talking about the spiritual lineage. If you and I did not spring forth from the biological lineage, we are grafted into this blessing of Abraham. And because of that, we are able to experience the blessing of the Lord in a very powerful way, but because of what Jesus had done. Hallelujah. And this blessing of God, it included so many wonderful things. The Lord even said, you don't have to worry about those who curse you because I'll curse those who curse you. You don't have to curse them. God will do what he wills in those situations. You just keep living for the Lord, treating folks right. And God will bless you and God will bless the path upon which you walk. And so this promise from God that I will give you a land... A land that flows with milk and with honey. I will give you a place whereon you can place your foot and your family can live there. And you can be at peace from your enemies. And you can know that I, the Lord, am your God. And I have given unto you this, this promise. And Abraham believed that. And he went out from his father's house. You know, you, you can never lay hold on the promises of God until you leave the current paradigm in which you are currently framed. You cannot step into the promises of God until you depart from the world as you knew it. This is what we call repentance. This is why repentance is so important. Too many people are trying to achieve and receive the promises of God without ever departing from the lifestyle God is trying to deliver them from. But you, you, you cannot stay in that lifestyle. Now, you may feel bound by it, but all you need is the delivering touch of God, and he'll give you the victory over that that binds you. Praise the Lord. Abraham left his father's house, went looking for a city that had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And this was the promise of God. And Abraham lay hold on that city, took hold of those promises. God gave this to him. And this was the catalyst for Israel throughout their generations. This belief, this knowledge that God had given them a land. A land that flowed with milk and honey. The fact that God had provided for them a place. A place where they could raise their families in peace. A place where they could live abundantly and victoriously. And I want you to know God has given us that same promise. And I want you to know, I want you to understand that, that, that the promise that God has for us in the city that he has established for us, whose builder and maker is God, he's talking about the church. The church is the land that flows with milk and honey. The church is the city whose builder and maker is God. The church is the city that hath foundations. And those foundations, hallelujah, are the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. 
Glory to God. When we left this world, we stepped into the church. Don't you know that's why the devil fights the church so much? And he will bring outside pressure against the church. And, and then if somebody will let, them in, let him in their heart, he'll even try to bring trouble inside the church. This is why the apostle said, neither give place to the devil. Don't listen to the devil. Don't give ear to his accusations. Don't, don't let him in your life because he's going to try to get in you and infect somebody else. Keep him out of your life. Keep him out of the church. Because this is a blessed city of God. And it is a place where, the, where peace is abundant. Now that may be hard for some folks to believe who have been through church trauma and drama. But I want you to know that in the sanctified church, it is the will of God for people to be at peace. Hallelujah. It is the will of God for people to live in the beauty of holiness and have peace with God and man. And so... So this is the will of God. Abraham went looking. This was the promise that resounded and, and redounded in the, eye, the ears and the minds of the people of Israel. And, and it was that even when Moses came to them hundreds of years later, after they had been enslaved for, for multiple generations, and now 400 years of slavery had occurred in Egypt, and they were so far removed from the blessing of Abraham that they couldn't even begin to fathom that God had some better thing for them. And they, they, they sat in the quagmire of Egypt believing that this was all that they could have because 400 years it had been this way. But Moses came with a message. He said, there is a land that God promised our fathers. There is a place that God said we were to inhabit a land that flows with milk and with honey. And honey, this ain't it. <laughs> Hallelujah. This bondage, this slavery, this, this that you've been so accustomed to. This, this, this matter of being underfoot, being trampled under the enemy. This is not God's will for your life. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. God has a land that flows with milk and with honey. And they left Egypt upon that premise. In, with faith in that promise of God. That I'm going to go forth and achieve the promise of God. This is how they made it through the Red Sea. Because they were looking for a land. Hallelujah. That flowed with milk and with honey. This is how they made it through times where they were hungry. But bread came from heaven. This is how they made it through times when they were thirsty. But water came from a rock. This is how they made it through times when there was bitter water. But the bitter water was made sweet because they believed that God had a place of promise. That God had a land of promise. And they searched for it. They sought for it. They lived for it. And then when they came to it, something changed. When they came to it, when the moment arrived and it was time to step into the promise of God. They believed for it through the plagues of Egypt. They believed for it through the night of the first Passover. They believed for it as they walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. They believed for it as they saw bread fall from heaven. And as water came forth out of a rock miraculously. They believed for the promise of God's provision. But when they arrived at the precipice of stepping over into the promise of God, something shifted, something surprised them. Moses sent spies into the land. It was a reconnaissance mission. 
And as they went forth into this land, there were 12 spies, one from each tribe. The land was going to be divided up among the tribes, so it was necessary that each tribe have a proper understanding of the lay of the land, not only how to go in and conquer, but also what they were looking at for the long term. And so they spied it out. They walked through this land and and all 12 of them. And when they came out, they came out with the gleanings of that land. Fruit that would blow your mind. They came forth saying this land is exactly what they said. They said it is a land where there is much fruit. They said this is a land that there is much to be desired. They said they... It flows with milk. It flows with honey. There is the fruit that we brought forth. Fruit that was just simply phenomenal, amazing. And they said it is exactly as we've always known it to be. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. You can't even compare it to anything. It is something only God could have created for us. And then they said, nevertheless... The people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, on top of all that, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea. And by the coast of Jordan. At one point they said when we looked and saw giants in that land. I don't know if these were merely physical giants. Much bigger. Much stronger. Much larger. Much, much wealthier. Much more educated. Much more capable. And they just said they're just big giants. Occupy that land. And they said, we be as grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we be grasshoppers in their sight as well. They see us as grasshoppers. We see us as grasshoppers. So we must be grasshoppers. Caleb stilled the people before Moses. And said us, let us go up at once. (laughs) Caleb said... What in the world are you talking about? Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Hallelujah. Let us go up right now. We've got the grapes. It's not enough just to eat on a little grape here and there of the promises of God. Too often people go in long enough to grab a little cluster And feast for a moment or two on the vintage of God. And then never live truly in the promise of the Lord. But it is not God's will for you to be a beggar. It's not God's will for you to live on the outskirts. It's not God's will for you to live on the perimeter. It is God's will for you to step boldly into his promise. And occupy the blessing of God for your life. 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke every lie of the devil. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the intimidation of the devil. In the name of Jesus, let the burden of the intimidation lift off your shoulders. And understand that if God be for you, who can be against you? Understand that the Lord has promised. And no man can disannul the promise of God. Man can't turn it back. The God's promise is sure. God's promise is steadfast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His promise is steadfast. You can step into his promise and know for a surety that it shall come to pass. Caleb said in the middle. I mean, he was outnumbered. There was nobody in agreement with him. He was alone. Him and Joshua. Joshua and Caleb. And Caleb stands up and said, listen, listen. Listen, you, you need to be quiet because God promised this to us. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how well established they are. I don't care how intimidating they are. God promised it to us. And if God promised it to us, it shall come to pass. What are we waiting for? Let us go up right now. Let us leave behind what we've been doing. Forsake the plans you had and go forward into the promises of God hallelujah glory to God and later we would understand that the, the Bible said that, that their hearts did melt from the report of the ten spies the ten spies said there's no there's no way we can do it because we are so small because we cannot imagine ourselves as being anything of significance and so there's nothing we can do to ever to ever bring forth any kind of a deliverance of this capacity. And so the Bible teaches us and shows us that this was the mindset and the mentality of the ten spies. But it was not the mindset or the mentality, hallelujah, of the man by the name of Caleb who had great faith in God. And I want to I talk to you about that. This man, this man was a man who believed God regardless of what giants existed. And I see similarities between Caleb and the church of right now. Because there are spies everywhere. People who are saying what can and can't be done. People who are saying what God can and cannot do. People saying that the church just needs to learn to adjust to the new normal. And I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The world doesn't get to dictate what the new normal is for the church. Hallelujah. We are a separated people. I said we are a separated people. You read your Bible and your Bible will tell you to come out from among them. Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord of hosts. What he's trying to tell you is come out from their naysaying. Come out from their negativity. Here we... It's, 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 it's astounding. We come into this place where we're about to step into the promise of God. And then all of a sudden we see these giants. These giants that are roaming our earth. Giants like coronavirus. And giants like coronavirus part two. Whatever that's going to be. Giants that are roaming our world. And roaming our earth. Political, political shaking. And national unrest. And problems on every corner. And, and, and now we're getting ready to step into the promise. And 
people start saying, no, it's too big for us. They're too big. That's too big for us. You're the ten spies if that's your mentality. We're not of that nature. We are of the nature of Caleb. The nature of Caleb says, let us go up right now. Let us do it now. Let us go up at once for God has given us the city. God has put it into our hands. Hallelujah. Let's stop messing around. Let's stop fooling around. Let's stop pretending like we don't have the power of God on the inside of us. I would need to remind somebody today, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What do you think you received when you received the Holy Ghost? You thought you just received a little ticket to heaven? You thought you received the ability to talk in tongues? You thought you received the ability to operate in leadership in the church? What do you think you received when you received the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you what you received. You received power from on high. The power of the living God. Glory to God. You received power when the Holy Ghost came upon you. When the Holy Ghost filled you. Power from on high. Not a power that comes from this world. Not even a power that this world will acknowledge. Not even a power that this world will respect. The world will call it foolishness. When the world saw them receiving the Holy Ghost, they said they're drunk. They don't understand the Holy Ghost. That's why you have to let your light so shine before men that they may behold your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. He said no man having a candle will put a bushel over the candle. And yet I feel like there's a lot of child, children of God who put bushels over the light of God that shines in their life. Take the bushel off. Remove the bushel. No, no, no. No, I'm going to take the bushel off and let the light shine. Let the light shine. Caleb stood up and said, let us go up at once and take this city. Hallelujah. But the ten spies prevailed upon the hearts of the people. The hearts of the people didn't melt. The ten spies were wrong. And the people's hearts melted and they missed the promise of God. If the people's hearts had not melted, then they would have stepped into the promise of God. They would have overrode the report of the ten spies. My Lord have mercy. Do you know the, the outstanding percentage advantage that the ten spies had? With a false report. You can't go around looking to see what the majority of people are saying. The majority of people. Listen. Let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they are. Let God be true. My God. And every man a liar. Every man, every man, everybody. If everybody, if it's 100% of the earth versus God, let God be true. If it's every news agency, if it's every gossip, if it's no matter who it is, if it's every preacher versus God, let God be true and every man a liar. 
Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you when it comes right down to it. I'm going into that promised land. I'm go- God has promised this to my father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it is for us to step into the promise of God. Into the blessing of the Lord. Why we're going to build this building. That's why we're going to build this worship center. Hallelujah. That's why, listen, that's why you gave $800,000 in 2020 while the economy was shaking and rocking and tilting. The people of God stood up with the lone voice of Caleb and said, Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once. $800,000 just to the building fund. It's Caleb talking. Hallelujah. You know, when things were rocking and reeling, I had a little conversation with the Lord. And I said, Lord, what are we going to do? This was not in our plan. When we launched Ready Now, we didn't have a little page in our brochure that said, now in 2020, the wheels are going to come off the world. And everything is going to go careening over a cliff. And, uh, and so just be prepared. No, no, that, that was not in our plan. That was not in our brochure. We didn't know that was coming. So I said, Lord, what do we do? And the Lord almost interrupted me and said, go forward. Go forward. Go forward. Hallelujah. That's why I got up here. And it didn't matter what the headline said. And it doesn't matter what this world is saying. We're going forward. In the name of Jesus Christ, we're going forward to do what God told us to do. And there's a reward of being faithful to God. Yes, yes, we can talk about the test of faith. Yes, we can talk about the walk of faith. Yes, we can talk about the trial of faith. It is trying to stand up when every spy who has looked at the same headlines you've looked at, every statistic you've looked at, every piece of topography you've looked at, they've examined it like you've examined it. And you come out and the ten spies say, can't be done. But God said, I'm thankful for Tree of Life Church who stands with one voice, the voice of Caleb, and said it doesn't matter what the how big the giants are, and it doesn't matter how, how much and how well established the giants are, and it doesn't matter how walled the cities are, and it doesn't matter how deeply entrenched the opinions are. God has given us this promise, and we choose to believe the report of the Lord. Uh, let us go up at once. Do you know one of our one of our themed services, the theme of Ready Now service was we are able. He's able. And Caleb said, Caleb said, we are well able to go up and take this land. God has promised it to us. You know, one thing I have learned is that when people will give unto the Lord. When people will give unto the Lord, God will protect them through economic hardship. When people will give in faith unto the Lord, God will put a wall around them during economic hardship. And they will go through the same economic downturn that other people are going through. And, and, and yet, He will supply their every need according to His riches in glory. Is there anybody that's ever experienced that? My God. I, I mean, I'm talking about. Hey, I didn't say you wouldn't lose your job. I said he will supply your every need. 
I didn't say you wouldn't lose some income. I said it doesn't matter what happens because God God puts his blood on you. God puts his hand on you. God puts his anointing on you in the name of Jesus Christ. He God will bless you. In the city, he'll bless you. In the field, he'll bless you. When you come and when you go, God will bless you. That's what God does. It's his promise. It's not, listen, it's not a promise the world made to you. It's not a promise your company made to you. And if they did, it's not one they can readily keep. But God is God. And God will never change. God is God. And Jesus is his name. He's the great I am. He's the fount of living water. He's the bright and the morning star. He's the choicest. He's the chiefest of 10,000. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let us go up at once. Let us go up right now. In the middle of hardship, let's go up. While the giants are roaming, let's go up. While the Anakims are filling the city, let's go up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not going to miss the moment like the children of Israel missed the moment. Do you know that for the rest of the scriptures, that moment, instead of it becoming the moment of promise fulfilled, it became known as the moment they provoked God to anger. He would constantly, consistently remind them, provoke me not as your fathers did in the day of temptation. It's the day of temptation. That's where we're living. We're living in the day of temptation. And the temptation is, am I going to do what I said I was going to do? Am I going to believe what I say I believe? All these years, it was easy to worship. All these years, I thought I knew what hardship was. All these years, I thought I knew what faithfulness was. But now, it's the day of temptation People are tempted. Am I going to stay or am I going to go? Am I going to believe or am I going to doubt? Am I going to go forward or am I going to go backward? And I want you to know God said then and he says now, provoke me not as your fathers did in the day of temptation. They provoked me to anger. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews that they did not mix the word with faith. And that's the problem that people have is they'll hear the word, but they don't mix it with faith. In order for the word to come to life, it must be mixed with faith. The word is the word and the word has amazing power. He has magnified his word even above his name. But there can be seed to sit on the soil of your soul and never do anything until you get faith and begin to mix that compound when faith hallelujah mixes with the word it's an explosive compound that moves mountains that uproots trees that heals lepers that opens the eyes of the blind that sets the captive free that's what happens when you mix the word with faith my god have mercy Hey, I'm not preaching to faithless people. I'm preaching to people who believe God. I'm preaching to people who trust God. I'm preaching to people who know.
Thus saith the word of the Lord. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. Woo. The promises of God in him are yea and amen. They are yea and amen. If you want the promises of God, there's got to be a yea. That's God's part. But there also has to be an amen. That's your part. Hallelujah. The promises of God are yea. I can hear God say yea. Somebody say yea. Lord, should we go forward? Yea. Lord, are you with us? Yea. Lord, is it time for revival? Yea. Lord, is it the end time harvest? Yay! Can I hear an amen? Can the church say amen? Can the church say God's word is true? God's word. God's word. God's word is true. Hallelujah. The scripture that we read. Joshua 14. Has Caleb coming to Joshua. He's not 40 anymore. He said when he was 40. He was strong. Glory to God. I like that. Praise the Lord. I thought when I turned 40. I was over the hill. And Caleb said. No, no. I was strong when I was 40. I said that's right Caleb. Amen. He said I was strong when I was 40. He said I trusted God then. I trust God now. I believed his word then and his word has not changed. He said, I walked through the wilderness with this unbelieving people. And because of their lack of faith, I had to walk through the wilderness. But God told me, huh, hallelujah, that this land is mine. I believed it when I was 40 and I didn't stop believing it. At 41, 2, 3, 4, 5, 55, 6, 7, 8, 9, 64, 5, 6, 7, 8, 72, 3, 4, 5, 6. Now I'm 85 years old and I still know God is a healer. I still know God is a deliverer. I still know God is able. He said, and guess what? I may be 85, but I'm as strong at 85 as I was at 40. I'll fight anybody. If it's God's will. He said I'll go and take that land right now. He's 85 years old. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to wonder. Well you know. I don't know. I don't know what is. He said he was as strong at 85. As he was when he was 40. And he said. He said I'll go right now. Let us go up at once. Let us go up at once. I'm well able. I'm 85 years old. I'll go in right now. And I'll take that city for God. Because the Lord said. Notice the difference between Caleb and the ten spies. The ten spies kept saying, we are like grasshoppers. They are so big. We are so small. They have walled cities. We are not able. They are so big and we are so small. They are like giants. We are like grasshoppers. It was all about we and they, we and they. They never even factored God into the equation. But when Caleb talked, it was about God. God said we could have it. God said it is ours. God gave us a promise. It is the will of God. I don't care if I'm 85 or 40. God said it. I believe it. I'm going to tell you something. I know, I know, I know, I know what 2020 was. I know what it was. But I know what it wasn't. I know what it wasn't. It wasn't the end. 
I know what it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't something that has any kind of power or influence over God. God never stopped having all power in heaven and in earth. Now unto him that is exceeding abundantly able to do above all that we can ask or think. Caleb said, Joshua, I'm 85. God has kept me all these years. I've got the same strength now as I did when I believed he would give us the land of promise. And he said, listen, I want my mountain. Give me this mountain. It's one of the most famous lines in all the scriptures. Give me this mountain. It's time. I believed. I trusted I know it's mine because God said it's mine. When they entered into that land of promise, hallelujah. When they entered into that land of promise, they started dividing up the land. And Caleb said, nope, that one's mine. I want Hebron. I want Mount Horeb. I want Mount Sinai. That's, that's my mountain. Give me this mountain. Now, you know, listen. They said we never did know the names of the ten spies. We only know the names of Caleb and Joshua. I've heard that. I've preached that. You know, if I went around the room and said, okay, name the ten spies that said it, it couldn't happen. We'd all be like, I just know there were ten of them. They were just a number. They were just a stat. But we know the two, the two men that said it can happen. Caleb and Joshua. Because they went down in, in history. They, 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 were, they, were, they were raised in the scriptures to lofty places of honor because of their faith. So I went ahead and looked up the names of the ten spies. Shaphat, his name means to judge. Egal, his name means avenger or to redeem. Palti means delivered, to escape. Gadiel means the fortune of God. Gadai means fortunate. Amiel means the people of God. Sethur means hidden. Nabi means to hide oneself. Geul means the majesty of God. There were spies in there who had names of prophetic significance. They were majesty. They were deliverers. They were, they were fortunate and favored. They were, they were the people of God. They were avengers and redeemers. They were judges and they didn't live up to the name God placed on them. Caleb. And Joshua were the only names we remember. I want you to know we're going to live up to the name God has placed on us. We are the tree of life. And the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. And there is fruit that grows from these branches. And there is a root system that no storm can unpluck. There's a root system that no wind can turn. No wind of doctrine can uproot our root system that is anchored in the oneness of God. That is anchored in repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. This root system that is anchored in a life of 
holiness separated from the world and unto the Lord. This is a root system, hallelujah, that's anchored in loving God with all our heart and loving our neighbor as ourselves. It's an anchoring. It's a root system. That's who we are. That's who we'll always be. We are the tree of life, and the name he placed on us is his name, the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Joshua gave Caleb his mountain, that beautiful mountain of Horeb, Sinai, that beautiful mountain where the law of God was given. This is my mountain. The Bible said that when Caleb's daughter came of age, her and her husband Othniel was a great deliverer. And the Bible said she came to Caleb and said, give me the springs. She like her dad. God said I could have the springs. Give me the springs. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Do you see, do you see the reward of faith? In the day of temptation, Caleb passed the test. He was faithful when others weren't. He believed when others doubted. And God rewarded his faith. He gave him the mountain. He gave him the plain. He gave him the fields of Hebron. And he put in his daughter's heart a desire for the springs. Hallelujah. Give me this mountain, Lord. Give us this mountain. We're going to put springs in this mountain for our children. Our children are going to play in the springs of this city. Ha, 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 ha. This isn't for us, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't for us. This is for our children that are coming. Hallelujah. Uh, listen, I know Jesus is coming. I know he's coming. And so, but, but he said, occupy till I come. We have a responsibility to go forward until he comes. We can't hold the fort and just wait. We've got to go forward and reach the lost and build what he told us to build and do what he told us to do. And our children will drink from the spring. That, that comes from the mountain that God gave us because we pass this test in this season of temptation. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands to him right now. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Look at this, look at this gathering of people. Thank you for being here today. Hallelujah. Thank you to those. Thank you to those who are not able to be here but are faithful unto God. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you in Jesus' name. We're going to pass this test of faith. And we're coming out of this with mountains. We're coming out of this with springs for our children. We're coming out of this. Hallelujah. Give me this mountain. Our strength will not cease. We're going to be just as strong in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory. Come on, I need some Caleb's in this house. I need some Caleb's in this house. Some Caleb's that say, let us go up at once. Some Caleb's that say, it's God's will for my family to be at peace. It's God's will. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want some folks that have made sacrifices over this last couple of years. I want you to lift your hands right now and say, Lord, I know you're going to give me this mountain. I know you're going to give me this mountain. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. 
Over the next several months, we're going to give unto the Lord, and we're going to close out our Ready Now campaign, and we're going to launch into our new worship center, and we're going to see the miracles of God. Hallelujah. The miracles of God, the promises of God, the wonders of God. Hallelujah. Passing the test of faith, stepping into the reward of faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I never, I never met my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather passed several tests of faith. He passed the test of faith when he was threatened with, with murder because he was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was a part of the Armenian genocide. He was a victim of, of those that had come in to wage war against the Christians. His own brother had his throat slit and was left for dead. They cut his ear off slit his throat they thought they, they knew he was dead they left him while Joseph Urshan lay there dying gasping for breath as his throat was cut the angel of the Lord appeared and healed his throat and reattached his ear they saw that happen they were faithful unto God they went from Persia into Russia and there they encountered the, the communist revolution. Stood before firing squads, but they never stopped preaching the name of Jesus. Do you know my great-grandfather, he was arrested several times in America for preaching the gospel. They told him to shut his church down because they were making too much noise. He was arrested several times because the, as the people got the Holy Ghost, there are news, I, have new, I have newspaper articles where they're, they're quoting my great-grandfather as saying, I can't help what happens when the Holy Ghost comes on the people. When the Holy Ghost comes on them, they shout for joy. Family members who didn't want their family going into this, what they thought was a cult, would call the police. The police would come arrest my great-grandfather, throw him into prison, and he would preach to the prisoner. Oh, there's a long history. There's a long history of the church having to remain the church in the face of opposition even from government. <sighs> but they passed the test of faith. You know I never met him, but I will one day. And so will you. And anybody that's ever heard me preach, they're going to meet him. And he didn't know them and he, he didn't know me. But I'm part of his reward of faith. I can't wait to meet him and tell him, thank you. Thank you for being faithful to God. Being faithful to God when life was so unfair, when life was so cruel, when people were so cruel. Thank you for being faithful to God and never losing hope. It's the reward of faith. It's the reward of faith. Can you see beyond this moment right now? Can you see beyond this moment? Lift your eyes to heaven. And say, Lord, I'm putting my faith in you right now. And I know, hallelujah. I know there's a mountain in my future that's going to belong to me. There are springs in the desert that's going to belong to me. Do you, know, do you know Caleb's daughter, her inheritance was desert. It was desert. She went to her father and said, all I've got is desert. I want the springs. 
And when he gave her the spring, she had water for her desert place. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what's in, your, what's in your children's future, what desert place they'll find yourself. But if you'll have faith in God right now, you'll have springs to give them. It shall, it shall be in you a well of living water springing up in the everlasting life. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Oh, I feel, like, I feel like somebody right now feels God pulling at you to be a Caleb in the midst of ten spies, to be a Caleb in a world of negative reporting. I feel like there's a Caleb in the house right now that says, I'm choosing to believe God right now. I'm trusting in the Lord with all of my heart, leaning not to my own understanding. Hey, Kaboshaya. Come on, if you, if you will and do feel comfortable, I want you to come to the front of this house. If you want to stay in your seat, that's fine as well. God bless you in the name of Jesus. We're making these altars open for people to seek the face of God. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shia. Yalabai.